we're harking back to movies that we grew up watching, Ordinary People, uh, in terms of endearment, Kramer versus Kramer. So we never struggled with tone. Hello, and welcome back to The Director's Cut, brought to you by the Directors Guild of America. In today's episode, a New England realtor's life begins to fall apart in directors Maya Forbes and Wallace Wolodarski's comedic drama, The Good House. The film follows Hildy Good, a descendant of the Salem witches whose compartmentalized life begins to come to pieces as she rekindles a romance with her old high school flame. As their relationship heats up, their reckless behavior ignites long-buried emotions and family secrets. In addition to The Good House, Forbes's directorial credits include the features The Polka King and Infinitely Polar Bear, and Wolodarsky's credits include the features Seeing Other People, Sorority Boys, and Cold-Blooded. Following a recent screening of the film at the DGA Theater in Los Angeles, Forbes and Wolodarsky share insight into the making of The Good House, with fellow director Susanna Grant. Listen on for their spoiler-filled conversation. Congratulations, you guys. Thank you. That's great. Thank you so much. I have a lot of questions, but first, tell me how this found you, you found this, how how just... Um, I, the quick story is it was it's a book. It's, it was written um, by a woman named Anne Leary. We both read it in that in that very rare occurrence where you're sent some material and you both look at each other and say, "Hey, I think this is a movie." You know, wow. As opposed to most of the stuff we get, which you go like, "Yeah, I can't really feel my way in, see my way into this." And so um, we're writers too. That I think kind of helps speed the process along. Sigourney Weaver came into it, and that's kind of the where it all kind of got momentum. And we loved the voice, and we loved the. I, I grew up in Massachusetts. We we spend a lot of time back east, so the location was very appealing to us. This little this little community, um, but I but overall, it was mostly the voice of Hildy. So when you guys think about it, because you're partners in virtually everything. Yes. When you think about taking something on, I don't know, I, I feel like I often don't know why I want to do something. You just, it, it hits you or it doesn't. Do you get, do you get hit by the same things? Does, does anyone have to talk anyone into anything or do you have, are your tastes so aligned at this point that it works we for definitely, both of you? It doesn't work for at all. We definitely have things that one person wants to go this way and the other. And so this was a rare moment where we both said, uh, <laughs> we want to do this. And I think, you know, Wally has a great love for Mildred Pierce and other, you know, that was sort of, a, that's sort of an unusual thing about him that I'm, surprises me. His love of... One of the great <laughs> movies of all time. Yeah, I would mean, just like, <laughs> yes, those kinds of melodramas. Uh, so telling the story of an older woman who had a lot of agency, who was really fighting to stay relevant, this was all very appealing to us. Uh-huh. Well, that's also, I mean, it's very much from the, from the writer's perspective, it starts, the book is written is narrated by an unreliable narrator. And that is a very dynamic place to start. And we both responded to that very quickly. So that that's, you know, for us, characters trumps everything. And then you start to build from there. So when we have a great character, 
and we can sense what the journey is for that character, it makes it very easy for us to kind of proceed. Was the director dress in your mind from the get-go? No, actually, it wasn't. We um, The book does something interesting in that she's in deep denial. You're in there with her. You don't know she's in denial. And it sort of starts to um, become apparent to you as you go along. You're thinking, wait, maybe she thinks everyone... She thinks everyone's on her case, but maybe they've got a point. Uh, maybe something's going on. And so the direct address, we were working off a script that had a lot of voiceover, and we thought, this is, we've got Sigourney Weaver. We all love her. We know her. We feel like we are, know her because we've seen her for decades. Wouldn't it be more fun and dynamic to have her talking to us and trying to get her, us on her side and make her case to us. And then we, the audience, then the audience can go through the experience we go through with loved ones who have a problem of saying, is it a problem? Is it not a problem? And we wanted to engage the audience in that kind of dynamic. So this may be more an editing question, but I, but I think it's a writing question and a directing question too. And that is the kind of that, um, you start so fully on her side. I don't, I mean, for me, you know, it's denial the minute she's, she's going into a basement for her wine and lying to everyone, but the tonal shift and the, the gradual, um, separation from her team was so smooth in this. And I actually felt a difference between the earlier cut and that. And I want to know if that's something you were thinking about, I mean, I imagine you're thinking about it at every stage and were you surprised when you went from script to, I'm just interested in that aspect of it, both in script and then, and then in your work with the actors, specifically with Sigourney. And then, and then when you had it all together, how, what was the journey of that like? Because it's, I think it's tremendously done. We get asked the tone question a lot, I think. And that's because it's somewhat comedic and then it gets more and more dramatic and then it gets really dramatic. And really we're, we're harking back to movies that we grew up watching, Ordinary People, uh, in terms of endearment, Kramer versus Kramer. So we never struggled with tone because to us, this, the story is going to take us where we want. We're old, we're old comedy writers. So comedy, when we can get it is like, you know, have, you know, the sequence that starts with the lobsters and then ends in bed is just, just fun. And we knew we had the actors who could do it. So it's, it's okay to interrupt the tone. You know, it fits into the flu, flow of, of this person's life. But in terms of losing your, in terms of you awakening to what's going on with her, Sigourney was very much in, she was like, Hildy does not have a problem, <laughs> which was very useful. She went for most of, remember, I mean, she was like, really, I'm on Hildy's side. Hildy has a, she was so firm in her perspective of Hildy is being, uh, everyone's being mean to Hildy. Hildy can't catch a break. And that was really, you know, I think that that informed uh -huh. I mean, I mean, we didn't say, no, 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 Sigourney, Hildy really does have a problem. Right. She said when she watched the movie finally, she's like, Hildy has a really big problem. <laughs> well, that's interesting. And that feels like an answer because it's not, it, it doesn't come from her at all. It comes from the circumstances and the events that, that yeah. tell you that she has a problem, not her. Yeah. She's yeah. just on her side and she yeah. thinks that everyone's really being mean to her. <laughs> 
was very good. It was very interesting. <laughs> was this the third movie that she and Kevin Klein did together? Yes. Yeah. They, I mean, they have this very old, I went to Juilliard, I went to Yale school rivalry, which they still <laughs> actually sort of have as a real thing in their lives where they endlessly tease each other. And so strangely, their relationship and the relationship of Frank and Hildy have a real, there's a real kinship mm -hmm. between them and those characters and how they interact with each other. And some of it got shaped by seeing them together and starting to tailor that a little bit more mm -hmm. to them, you know, because we could see them together. How I'm interested in what it's like to direct people who have worked so much more with each other than with you. And did they have their own language that you had to sort of, was that, was, was there any challenge in trying to get up to speed to that or was, they were all, I, it was I mean, fine. Well, I mean, I'm, the guild is always like, you know, one director, one director. Well, we're two directors and we really had a very symbiotic relationship with them because the great thing about, I mean, we, you know, we were, we were, um, it felt daunting. You know, it's Sigourney Weaver and Kevin Klein. You know, these are people I grew up watching. I really cared about them, even though I'm old now, but I still was young. I was young once. And um, they're playful. They're engaged. They're asking questions, not pain in the ass, you know, craziness won't come out of their trailer, anything. They're just ready to be there and be present and engage at all times and try new things. So that was really exciting for us to work you know, to, yeah, to they didn't close us them. out at all. They were, but they, yeah, That's they were, great. yeah. Actually, I've wanted to ask you guys this for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> How does the directing work? Do you guys consult on everything? I, I, I know a few couple. You're the third couple director pair I know, and with one couple, they sort of tag team, and the other consult on everything. How? What's or maybe there's a third way. What, how do you guys do it? I can't, I can't wait to hear what she's going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say, and you can say something different. Um, I'm going to say we, we figure everything out before we get to set. Uh -huh. uh, so we, so wait, we have our arguments. You get up, do you get up an hour early and go through the day and go through every scene? Generally it's Sunday. Sunday we go through the week uh -huh. and we get a sense of how we want to shoot things and what the scene should feel like and everything. And we sort of get on the same page about that. Are you and doing this with the DP? Yes. Or, okay. Often with the DP. But, you know, even before that, even before that, we, um, I mean, to really answer your question is we just are one unit. We don't, I don't take one thing, Maya takes something else. We are just operating as a unit. There's no version of us on the set where I'll go check on this while right. you go talk to Sigourney. It's like we just do it all together. It's uh -huh. very, a very natural flow for us just to be together. Um, but we work out the arguments beforehand. We don't get yeah, exactly. I mean, we don't always agree, but that's people don't get to see that. That's what happens weeks and months in advance. But but it, but before even the Sunday meeting with the DP, which we always do, we like to be prepared. Have our listed shots of you know things can change, but we like have a, we have a pretty solid plan. We've shot listed the whole movie. We've sat down. We've said, here's this scene. Okay, based on what we think the set's going to look like. Or this environment's going to look like. I, you know, let's have her enter this way, that way. You know, it's a conversation that we have, and we have our little notes. And I do my little stick figure drawings that are, you know, pretty rudimentary, but help can help me guide whoever, you know, us guide whoever we're talking to. We don't draw the drawings together. No. Yes, we don't do that. <laughs> no. He does that. Okay. So, so you've directed together 
before. Did you get a lot of your team back? Was it all new people you were working with? Were you working with people you'd worked with before? We were, we were working with the the produ- production designer we worked with three times, Carl Sprague, who did a great job. It's fantastic. He did a great job. The design is so good in yeah. this movie. He's he's I mean he's I, also from New England. Sorry, I was just I just have to say because I had seen it before, I was looking at the margins of the frame a lot more. Watch it a second time if you have. It's it's the things on the mantelpiece, the things behind her. I was just fantastic. It's yeah. so layered and nuanced and character driven and all that. Thank you. Yeah, he did a really great job. And the DP we've worked with twice. We got to work this time with Anne Roth, who uh, we had never worked with before, and that was amazing. Um, she is, I mean, she just came in and she just. <laughs> I mean, maybe she was the director. I don't know. I mean, she had a lot of opinions. (laughs) She just comes in and she just pulls everything. You know, she's got everyone's backstory and history and everything. And so it was a really, um, I would say for both of us, it was a really amazing experience to work with Anne. I mean, a great great thing that never, I've never, you know, over five movies, no no one ever said to me, what's in, what's in his pockets, what's in her pockets. And, you know, it's such a basic thing, but I was like, whoa, yes, mm-hmm. great, good way to think about these mm-hmm. people. So it was a great lesson, you know, dealing with this person, and she really challenged us to dig deeper. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting, Sigourney's thing is the clothes are so important to her. So that's like the armor. You, you could feel it, and it was so hildy, you know, that I, I, every day her I put jackets, on this. The jackets. The yeah, exactly. jackets are fantastic. Yes. Yeah, so that was, it was a very good thing that Sigourney could, you know, bring Anne to us. That was really great. So um, why, how'd you end up, you, it was not shot on the North Shore of, of Boston, but it really, it does feel like it. It's, it's Thank you. beautiful. Tell me about the location and that journey. Um, so we really desperately wanted to shoot on the North Shore of Boston, but we lost that fight, and we ended up in Nova Scotia. Did, how how did you lose that fight? Isn't was Boston not? I mean, Boston's a pretty good tax credit, right? Yes, it, it's, it's <laughs> okay. Not you don't have to answer. Yeah, <laughs> impolitic yeah, question. Yeah, exactly. I can't answer okay. that question. Okay, so You're, mistakes so you were went made. To- mistakes were made. Um, we ended up in Nova Scotia, and Nova Scotia was challenging in that it's it. There was this little town, Chester. Which was having that was sort of one of the lowest points where we had to shoot at a beach and it was like there is no beach. There's no beach. <laughs> is there more extreme than they are just just down the yes, coast? Yeah, yes, just, extreme just, extreme just everything. Oh, I mean, just for like, anybody out, out there, if you have to deal with the beach, <laughs> keep asking about the tides. tides. Yes, if you're shooting on a beach. So that scene where Sigourney swims at night, it was like you would have to walk forever, forever to get into the water. Um, of course, then it changes and it all comes back in. Um, and that was just an amazing – I mean, she went swimming – he went into that water at, at four in the morning. It was 58 degrees. Uh, We'd had a body double who did all the moves, but she was like, I'm not going to, no, I'm going to do this myself. And she swam around while we all stood freezing on the, on the shore in our parkas. Um, and it was kind of, I mean, it, you just felt like, oh, Ripley. Right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but oh, the, to another thing we did for the North Shore was we, we brought a lot of actors from Boston. Yeah, I could tell. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah which yeah. is necessary. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Um, was it all location? Did you did you do any stage work? 
We built one stage. I mean, Nova Scotia is very challenging if you want dolly tracks, say, you know, uh, or um, stages. So it just so happened they found some warehouse space and we built the basement where Hildy passes out. That's the sole stage. Everything else is, you know, there are some locations where Carl very cleverly built an interior wall or something mm-hmm. like this, but 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 really it was all practical. Location. So the interior, the exterior of Hilly's house is obviously is not the same house as the interior of her house. Right. Um, they're in different locations, and so he we he built stuff to tr- sort of ma- to match those. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, we only got to use that. We only had the cellar, which was a delight to shoot. With yeah, the, sets of with the, the set that after was amazing. All practical locations. Yeah. set was wonderful. I always have the feeling that going into a film and and, and maybe even going into every day, you have a sense of where the biggest challenges are going to be. And I feel like a large majority of the time, the biggest challenge ends up being something else entirely. So I'm sort of curious about what you anticipated the biggest challenges in making the film were going to be, and then what they actually ended up being. Hmm. I mean, to me, I could maybe answer this just for myself is that the thing that I struggle with the most was, for instance, there's a scene where Hildy and um, Morena, what's Morena's character? Rebecca. Rebecca, thank you, oh my God. Rebecca and her are on the couch and she does the reading of her hand. And, you know, we have two cameras going, which is great, so useful, but there's so much conversation happening. And for me, the struggle is how do I keep my attention going through this conversation 50 times? Because we don't like to do a lot of takes. I don't think we ever do more than three or four, maybe five at the most. We really kind of, we're, we're pretty dialed in. Sigourney's, of course, a tremendous pro, Kevin's a pro. But I find myself, you know, like, Jesus Christ, we're going to have to film the scene for another three hours, you know? And, and, and there's a kind of thing where you're just, I already got this scene. We got the master, you know, we got it, we got it. So that I think those are the biggest struggles for me day to day. Uh-huh. You know, when you really find yourself in a more contained environment, and you know it's going to take a while just to kind of get through all the moves. Uh-huh. And I guess I felt like the biggest challenge was just the weather. I mean, the weather. It, we just ran out of sunlight. We ran out of. We you know there was. We were trying. Wanted to reshoot a scene, the opening scene, and. We just there were you just looked at the calendar. It was like there was never going to be a day. Never there was never going to be a sunny day, and yeah. um, and so that was not. I didn't anticipate that, but it would just you sort of thought, oh, we'll have time. Well, we have two weeks left. We'll figure it out. It's like mm-hmm. nope, you know, it's just not going to happen. So um, I would say the, the the challenges that were sort of specific to the location, which would have probably been in New England too, but just because we didn't have. Uh, Nova Scotia didn't have a lot of film, didn't have a lot of infrastructure as well, I was saying. So it was like if you you had a process trailer, but you only had it for two days and then it was going to go back to Montreal. And so that's that. So uh, same with cranes and uh-huh. anything. So uh, that was challenging. What's not in the movie? Is there anything that came out that you were surprised by and just looked at it and said, it's just, it works better without it? I know that we cut something. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I can't think of anything really big. I mean, there's always, every time you make a movie, there's always something that you think for sure can't come out. And then six weeks later, it's like, I don't need that. So it's a lot of that stuff, but nothing too sexy or exciting, really. Yeah, I can't think of it. I mean, I think partly because of our of our schedule, we really just shot what we 
what uh-huh. we need. You know, we didn't have a lot of excess. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, we, I feel like we had to use what we had. <laughs> did you rehearse? Did you have rehearsal time? We did rehearse with Kevin and Sigourney in particular. And that was, that's the magic. And it's not, you know, I mean, I keep hearing these great stories like Yorgos, Lathamos, they rehearse for six weeks. I know. How did, how did, how, 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 why, did, they, do how did they do that? I don't know. I know. <laughs> we had like five days and, you know, and that was all in prep. Did we have five days? Yeah. I mean, I think more or less five. I guess, days. well, yeah, we're doing wardrobe and stuff. Yeah. Um, and that was great. I mean, it's so valuable and it sets the tone for everybody else. Even though you can't rehearse with everybody, you kind of, it, it reverberates through the cast and everybody's ready to go and, there's no conversations about what am I feeling? You know, that's like, that's done with. Do you, um, did you rehearse the same way with these guys as you did on your prior movies or do you adjust it to the actors? How, how do you rehearse is the question. What, how do you spend those five We're, days? You know, rehearsal is such a funny thing because it is just play. Right. And so we always start with the script, the script, the script, read the script. We spend time on it. So read it. And then, and then we get into, you know, we don't do anything like, you know, and now we're going to act like apes and walk around the room, you know, like that's what, you know, you hear all these different things, but that people do. So we like to stick to the script and it's lots of conversation, but as, as much as anything, rehearsal is getting to know you, you know, so we knew Sigourney at that point, but we really didn't know Kevin that well. And over those days is when you really get to know each other and understand each other. So it's more about a... You know, it's like we have this ongoing debate about how to cast a movie. And I always say, nobody has to read. I want to meet them and just see them uh-huh. and talk to them. Uh-huh. And other people are like, no, I got to hear them read, which is fine. But to me, it's about can I see in this person what they could be without having them do it for me? Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just a taste thing, I guess. Are you averse to them doing it for you? No, no. And then, we, of course, we do that too. I mean, we do all I like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Maya really wants to see them do it. But he has his, he has his you know, his instinct, his core uh-huh. instinct. Uh-huh. Yeah. So when you're rehearsing, you get the scenes up on their feet and you... Yeah, it's, you know, you start to get hard a table you do, you, uh, mostly. Yeah, start, we'll start, yes, to, move and start to move around a little bit. Yeah, we yeah. generally start. And we don't do all the scenes. We just do a few scenes yeah. that seem like the juicy scenes uh-huh. maybe right. that are going to help everyone sort of going to solidify the relationship, you know, and, and, and inform it. Um, yeah, and it's fun. We do it in different, you know, like we did it at our, you know, we're in a rental house. We They come to our house or, you know, we were at a hotel. We get a ballroom. You know, you get, you know, you just kind of move it around. It doesn't have to be formalized. You know, you want to keep it light and easy. Um, I love that sex scene so much. Whose idea was the t-shirt staying on? It's so great. It's while it's <laughs> I, I was like, like, that was an interesting conversation because he's like, everyone's like, wait, what, what, what? No, he's just it's, like, just trust me. No, just trust me. So he couldn't get his shirt off. <laughs> so good. Yeah. So um, yes. What are your favorite parts of it? What do you like? What do you feel? What I, do you I like? I really like that it? sex scene. I it's mean, really I good. really enjoyed it. I, they really enjoyed it. Um, Use it, the medium and brush soft. <laughs> yes. It was very funny. I mean, they just were so great. We didn't have, you know, that was an amazing thing because they, they, there was no intimacy coach or anything. I mean, they were so comfortable with each other, thankfully, because I feel like if, if they hadn't been, it would have been a ripple, obviously. But they were just so they were just having such a fun time mm-hmm. doing it. Um, so I really, I really love that scene. It, 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 I think it's a, very satisfying. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would. I also, I like the, the them eating together because just there's a. Oh, I love I like the way, the way he t- the way he busts yes. her and the way she just takes it and is not hurt by it. But also, he was um a, our props guy showed Kevin how to how to attack a lobster that way because he's like a Nova Scotia guy. He's got a lobster boat. He said, "This is how we do it," and Kevin just instantly embraced that. And I just love watching him. Yeah. I mean, he's also so sort of there's something very like dancer-like about the way his hands are moving. It's just wonderful. Uh, so I love the way he goes after that lobster. Um, yeah. I mean, I would say that's that's the sequences that are our favorites, maybe. The the cut I saw mm. before did not have the sailing at the end. Yes. Was it always supposed to be there and not you just hadn't put it in there? Or did you guys realize later, wait, we have this sailing footage we haven't used? Let's, or did you reshoot? Did you shoot it after the fact? We had shot, yeah, we shot, shot, it, shot it and we weren't sure how to incorporate it. Um, was it, it must have had a number when you shot it, a scene number or something. Do you remember where it was meant to go? Yeah, it was it supposed have. to be at the end, right? It was supposed to be oh, at the end he, of the movie. But we just sort of like, we thought, can we just put it at the end of the movie? Isn't that what we were thinking? Yeah, I mean, it was... I don't know. It's just sometimes those things just happen and you go like, oh, yeah, of course that's the credits, uh-huh. you know. But it, for a while we couldn't But it felt like, it. can it be the credits and feel like part of the movie? Like feel right. like this is the next phase for them? Uh-huh. And then it was like, then it seemed like, yes, of course it can. But it, it was a block in our head. Uh-huh. Like we didn't have any scene into it or out of it or anything. Uh-huh. And then it was like, no, we can just use it at the end. It's very nice. Yeah, it's fantastic. And it... it ends the movie. And I mean, I'm sure you all can imagine ending on the AA meeting versus ending on right. that. As a you didn't see that. It wasn't there when you saw it. The, the, the sailing. sailing. No, no. 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 Right. No. Yeah, we, yeah. It made a big, hence our conversation. Yes. Yes. It made a big difference. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I, I think it's tremendous and it's actually so great to have seen it a while ago and, and seen it now. Where is it playing? It's playing in hear. lots of theaters. I mean, theaters. these guys have seen it, but, um, who, yes, but you'll be friends. telling your friends. <laughs> if you wouldn't it's mind, all over, right? It's all over, over the place. It's all over the place. Um, yeah, it's great. Um, there. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's weird. I mean, yeah, it, it, it lives beyond the DGA theater. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I mean, I like everything about it. I love, I, we're New Englanders, so seeing New England so beautifully represented and um, seeing the crustiness and the warmth of it, and it's just beautiful. Um, but wait, I had one other thing I wanted to say. Shoot, bear with me. Say something else you love about the movie while I think of it. Um, what else? What, what was? It? Would <laughs> anyone consider going to see it tomorrow? <laughs> oh, here's what I want to say. No, what I want to say is I'm so happy you guys have made a movie that is so firmly in the world of the movies that I know made me want to make movies and I think made you guys want to make movies. And I love that you made one and made one so beautifully. And so thanks for doing that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yes, cheers. Thanks for listening to another DGA Q&A. If you'd like to hear more, The Director's Cut is available wherever you listen to podcasts. And please share, subscribe, rate, and review. We'd love to hear your feedback, and you can help fellow film buffs find the show. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. This podcast is produced by the Directors Guild of America. 